This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, managing editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Well, we're back on YouTube, kind of. And we are joined by YouTube success story, Denise Salcedo. Doesn't have to deal with these problems. What's going on here? <laughs> West you know, Coast bias. What do you mean? Wait, West Coast bias? Mm-hmm. What? What is that? That's a thing? So it's a thing now. Uh, it's a thing now, okay. If, if you guys are watching here live, you are on the MMA channel, uh, youtube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing, which actually had its live streaming disabled in the same manner earlier this month due to a bunk copyright claim, which was mysteriously just lifted today after two rejected counter notifications. Huh, it's weird how that works, but we're back here. Hopefully we'll get the wrestling channel up and running ASAP. I'm working really hard talking to a lot of great people about this. Uh, but if you ever want to find out where the podcast is, just go to Fightful.com. It's always there. No matter the platform we're streaming on, Fightful.com will have it, whether it's on Twitch, Facebook, YouTube. If we have to get tout, then it'll it'll be on there. It does not matter. That's where it'll be. But hey, go There's ahead. nothing scarier than having a strike on your YouTube account, by the way. It is so scary. How about two? I was one away because WWE had claimed two things, apparently. I fought one, got it off of there. Hopefully, we have our live streaming back ASAP. People say, Sean, you're very bright tonight. Yeah, I'm still getting used to my light. I'm trying to get that Denise Salcedo lighting going on here, but I'm not quite used to it yet. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll work on it. But... uh yeah, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. If you like MMA and boxing, hey, subscribe to our channel over here. But this does effectively serve as our backup channel as well for live streaming. You can send super chats here, and you better believe we need them. Uh, get your statements and questions read on the air. Tim Traver said, want to say, uh, Fightful, I'm blessing you all. Uh, what the F, YouTube? Yeah, no kidding. Bad News Burke says, free the Fightful. That's what I'm talking about. Hannah Morse. Start the hashtag, man. Yeah. Start the hashtag. I have, if you all want to check out my pinned tweet on Twitter, it'll kind of give you the rundown of the confusing situation we're going through. I will not bore you guys with that now. I'll do a video on that um, on YouTube this week. But if you want to support us, the most direct way is Fightful Select. I mentioned that last night. Head over there and subscribe there, and you're going to get dozens of podcasts a month. And I'm just posting nonstop exclusive news over there. Hannah Moore, who was in Chicago for SmackDown, TakeOver, and Survivor Series, says, Raw was way better than SmackDown, and I'm annoyed. Denise, I agree with that. I thought Raw was pretty good tonight. Raw was really good today. I thought that it was very strong. Like, the top, right off the bat, there was lots to talk about with what happened, and I know we'll get into that later. But I thought that the middle chunk of Raw was really good, and I feel like that's always not the case. But today, overall, it was a strong show, that's for sure. Yeah, man, uh, this was just, I thought, exceptional, top to bottom, pretty good. It, it's hard to make a great three-hour wrestling show, It re especially in an episodic format, uh, and, and one that makes sense. I mean, I, I harp on WWE a lot for that, but it's not exactly easy to make sense all the time in situations that they face, but they got to do a better job than what they had been doing, and I thought they did do a better job. I thought they, they, they did exceptionally. We have a couple more super chats. Shane Haas, big thank you for that big super chat. Uh, $20 Canadian, which is about $1.25 American. 
if I <laughs> if my calculations is are that correct. really the no 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 that? it's about seventy five percent. I just like to bust Canadians' balls because Canadians pay us. So, uh, but Shane Haas says thank you, Fightful. Appreciate all you do. Any chance you're going to do an anti shield with AOP and Seth? We're going to talk about this more, Denise. I always thought the answer to the shield would have been Samoa Joe and AOP. I thought they would have been the perfect trio to do that with. But you know what? Seth and AOP, not a bad consolation, I don't think. It really is it. And I think that, you know, once we talk about it more later, I just feel like that we got the tease today. And I think it's something that everybody is on board with and kind of waiting to happen. And I kind of just want to see it happen in its own, you know, progressive way, you know, not too fast. I like the tease, you know, let's kind of like enjoy the ride with that. Yeah. Eloquent says, do the Bengals win a single game this season? No, probably not. I thought they were going to win yesterday, but they're taking more L's than the Fightful YouTube channel. Young Bibby <laughs> says, who do you think will be Bray's new member of the Firefly Funhouse? Or who do you think it would be? I don't know. What can Bray add? I f- well, that, they can add lots of stuff. I was just seeing right now on Twitter that people were saying that it might be Liv Morgan. So I saw that as a theory. But other than that, I'm like, okay, that would be pretty cool. And um, But I just feel like it could be really anything, you know, or anybody. Maybe a goat. They had a lot of that symbolism with uh, <laughs> with Daniel Bryan. But uh, Liv Morgan is technically on the Raw roster. Not like that's ever mattered to them in the past. But eh. eh. Well, that could come along with like the new revamped look. No, not really, huh? Yeah. Okay. Avery Dunn says, I'm here for heel Seth and face Owens in the main event. Let's get right into it. Our Super Chats have finally slowed down a little bit. Seth Rollins gives the famed rah-rah speech and I... Loved it, Denise. You get CM Punk chance right out of the gate. And he says, I tried to get him here, but he's busy sitting behind a desk in LA talking about change that he's too afraid to make. Ooh, I thought that was a good line, Denise. I thought, okay, so it's funny because as they were doing this, I thought what it would be hilarious if they just casually somewhere in there, whether it was like in commentary afterwards or whenever, if they added the term rah-rah in there, because I would have like died of laughter. But other than that, like other than that, I thought to myself that this was very good. It felt like. You know, people have been wanting to, you know, boo Seth Rollins. We don't want to be on Seth Rollins' side. He hasn't been getting over with the fans. hasn't been get, hasn't been really connecting us. What they, what he has been saying in his promos hasn't been connecting with the audience. But today, it was kind of like, okay, he was coming out here and he was blaming everybody, even though he was at a loss too. But the part that he was being like such a, yeah, like you messed up and you messed up and you, you guys should have done better. And where were you guys at? And I love Raw and I've been such a fan and you guys all failed us um you know it just made you want to hate him like more and i thought that that was actually good obviously with this so this yeah this was definitely a really good heel promo i think and i liked how the roster was kind of like dude like screw this guy we're leaving like forget what you're saying that sort of thing the crowd was really hot for it and i feel that now you know people have been like asking themselves like whether or not cm punk is actually going to be you know coming out uh you know raw or smackdown or whatever and to have an actual match and not just be on the backstage show but i feel that now that cm punk you know made that comment about seth rollins on the show and seth Rollins is making you know a comment about him live on television it would be foolish of not for that never to happen and so I kind of got like that was obviously a tease I thought that the crowd like really ate it up and they're like yes like can it happen tonight no but that's okay because it still worked and it was very strong and I thought that a lot of things that Seth Rollins said during this were hilarious he had a lot of really good lines like when he He did um what is I think he called Dominic stupid or something I don't even know but that was so funny. Oh, I loved it. It was just really, really good. He says that Team Raw sucked last night. Randy Orton is the weak link, and he leaves. Criticizes Charlotte Flair, who was perfect with her facial expressions and just kind of, like, dismissing him. He said, I thought you were a Flair. And he takes a shot at AOP. Now, Dave Schilling, who uh, wrote for WWE very briefly and worked for Vice and has done a lot of great stuff, he appeared on our... our um, post-show for the AEW pay-per-view. And I've never watched Watchmen. It's not my type of show. But he he said something that I agreed with. He was like, this show rewards you for paying attention, and WWE almost punishes you for paying attention. 
And what I appreciated about tonight's Raw is that couldn't have been more different. If you paid attention, you saw what Ro- what Rollins said to AOP. You, you saw it, and and it paid off at the end. And I really liked that. I really this was perfect for Seth Rollins. This is the edge that I've wanted to see out of him for so long, and we finally got it. Kevin Owens pops up, and I love that he didn't stop there. He's like, Owens, you're lazy. You just show up. It's Mister NXT. Ooh, this was good. Also, Owens using the stunner on Rollins was also good. This is Rollins acting just like he has been in interviews and social media for a long time. And he feels cool when he's saying, like, later on he had a really good promo where he feels cool. It doesn't feel like force. And, and I hate to say it, but it doesn't feel like when Seth Rollins was trying to get over with these things. When Kevin Owens was doing it, it felt like, you know, you want to get behind him. You want to be his friend and while he's saying these things. And you're like, yeah, I agree with you. Like, let's be friends. We're on the good side here. Yeah, this was just an outstanding opening segment that, that I adored. Uh, Hannah Moore said, here's another super chat just for your great title to this stream. Yeah, my, my stream title was Fightful's post WWE Raw podcast that is actually people talking and not the show itself. I didn't want to, um, leave any confusion as apparently WWE reads WWE Survivor Series 19 and don't listen to what it says afterwards, which is review and results Fightful Wrestling podcast. That's peak lazy right there. We see Rusev. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was like, I've had a video flagged in the past for from WWE just for it saying highlights. My <laughs> I had God. The keyword highlights. That one got flagged too. It's good for SEO. If you all ever wonder why people do that, and it will put like full show review instead of show review, it's because it's really good for SEO because people are on YouTube looking for the full show or looking for highlights the next day. They might see your video and say, "Hey, let me check that out while I'm there." It's just common sense. Good for SEO. We see Rusev being served with papers by someone posing as a fan. I thought this was clever. What do you think but of they this? Were, but they were thinking, like, they were saying, like, he was a young fan, like, kind of saying, like, he was a little kid. But this guy was, like, <laughs> not a little no. kid. I was like, wait, what? He's not a little kid. But the way they made it seem was pretty funny. Well, no, he said um, it was for his kid. Oh, for his kid? Yeah. Okay, I understood that he was, the, that they were saying, like, oh, yeah, it's for his kid. And then Rusev was like, oh, he's just a kid. Like, let him come through. No. And then it was, like, this man. Okay, so I totally misread yeah. that. But I thought that was funny because that's usually how I've, like, seen it on television shows where, like, oh, somebody's going to get, like, you know, served. But they do it in a clever way so that you don't, like, you actually take the papers. Yeah. So I thought that was funny. So Lashley is facing Titus O'Neil, who was past his prime in the ring. I, I, I get that at least they got him on screen here, because otherwise I'm like, why did he get drafted? Why didn't he just sign with somebody? And there was a pretty nasty looking spot that Lashley recovered and hit a really good looking spine buster on, but Rusev runs out in a tracksuit, <laughs> which is amazing. A green tracksuit, right? That, it's, it's that European stereotype. They're just playing right into it. Uh, and then he takes it off and he's got a dim mock shirt on. Do you know what dim mock is? No. It's the death touch. Like What does that mean? It, truly, it means absolutely nothing. Like there are people that say that they practice dim mock. Like there was a guy locally in in our town who said that he was a dim mock practitioner and then would say that he trained with our fight team and we're like, "No, no, no, you don't. You've never been here." And then we got him to come to a grappling tournament at our gym, and he, he wrestled our wrestling coach and tried to, like, poke him in the neck. It did not go well. It did not go well at all. He got dumped on his head and tapped out. So Rusev is, like, sarcastically wearing and, like, referencing Dim Mock all the time. It's in his Twitter bio. It's in his tweets. And now he's wearing a Dim Mock shirt. I'm digging it. I hope he starts doing the death touch. I didn't know, like, anything about that, so yeah. I had no idea, but that's, like, really interesting. Oh, yeah, it's it's complete horseshit, but it's great. Maybe I might post the video of the guy getting tapped out by a wrestling coach. It was, it was pretty fantastic. Uh, but before Rusev can put Lashley through a table, Rusev gets arrested, and the cops looked real. It seemed real. It, I mean, we know it's not real. It's a part of the show, but it seemed less manufactured than other times when you know you've got wrestling trainees out there. And then Rusev kicks or he knocks Lashley off the stage through a table and kicks a lighting truss onto him. 
That was the best part. I feel like, okay, so when he came out and you started beating up on Bobby Lashley, I kind of felt like, oh, well, this is kind of lame. You know, he's yeah. doing it in such a lame way. You know, you know, this guy is messing with my wife. I'm going to, like, want to get him with, like, the most violent weapons. I'm going to be, like, more, like, savage, right? But then when they get towards the towards the stage and he throws him off, that after he threw him off and he threw the, the, he threw the post down, I felt that you can see, like, this wicked, like, he had this laugh where it was, like, maniacal and he was like yes like i finally got it and got him and i felt that once we actually saw that part and saw that expression on his face i felt that that was actually the best part of the whole thing because it really felt more it felt more real in the sense where okay this guy's pissed this guy's sleeping his, with his wife and you know they've been making his life a living yeah. hell this is the way that you know a man brings down another man for doing such a thing um and then i did see that they did like a post video on their YouTube channel and the thumbnail is hilarious because it's just Rusev being arrested and he has like this big smile on his face and that was enough for me. Hannah Moore says Mustafa Ali said he would call in some favors. Mustafa Ali, former Chicago police officer. I dig that. You mentioned like that's how one man takes another man down. I'll tell you what, if your man is down, you need to check out bluechew.com code Fightful. Maybe your live stream has been disabled, if you know what I'm saying. Maybe you're looking for a little help and you're getting the runaround. Bluetooth.com will make sure your penis is very hard. But you gotta have a prescription for this stuff. But here's the good deal. It's prescribed online. Ships straight to your door. It's better. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's chewable. So it gets into your system faster. You can take it on an empty stomach, a full stomach. You know, you're gonna have an empty stomach at about 4.59 on Thursday. 501, you'll be full. Doesn't matter. You'll, you'll take Blue Chew. You're good to go. Give somebody else some stuffing this week with BlueChew.com code Fightful. Like I said, prescribed online, so you don't have to wait in line at the doctor. It's, a, it's delivered to you discreetly. BlueChew.com code Fightful. You get it for free when you use that code. Just pay $5 shipping. $5 shipping, that's it. And it's free. You know they expect you to come back for more. And so will she. BlueChew.com, code Fightful. Tank Bearclaw says, on the WWE YouTube thing, Rusev asked one cop if he celebrates Rusev Day and then said, everyone celebrates Rusev Day. I hate the storyline in totality. Tonight, I thought it was awesome. I thought they knocked it out of the park from start to finish. From the papers being served, I thought that was clever. From the little match, you, you got Titus on screen. You made Bobby Lashley beat him up. Then Rusev came out and had a good segment there. It sounds like they're doing good stuff with digital. And Rusev got a great reaction. Denise, I thought they did awesome with this. Yeah, like it wasn't too much. It wasn't anything like weird or bizarre where you're like, why am I watching this? Like, I hope no one sees me watching this right now. You know, it was perfectly fine with what they did and it didn't, you know, take over the entire show like it has in the past or anything like that. So overall, I think, yeah, I like the ending of that beatdown and the fact that, oh, I liked when Lana was like, you broke the law, you broke the law. And then there was the part where she had that backstage interview with Charlie and my favorite part I wish when she would say, my Bobby, my yes. Bobby, my Bobby, <laughs> that, was like, that was like the best thing. But it's funny because I don't get why she still says Rusev's name with an accent. It's great. I love it. I think it's I funny. Like, Rusev. Like, like everything else is fine, but it's Rusev, you know? But anyway, so I just died, which is my Bobby. I, I love that. She still says that with like, with the, the dialect. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> Young Bippy says, who do you see Bailey's next challenger being? It's kind of, I don't want to say slim pickings over there, because Sonya or Mandy could do it. Nikki Cross already had her go at it. It ain't going to be Tamina. I don't think it'll be Lacey Evans, because she's a heel. Uh, but Lacey Evans could say, hey, I pinned Charlotte Flair, yada yada. Carmella makes a lot of sense to me to bridge the gap between now and Royal Rumble, because Carmella does have a history with Bailey. They got the whole Baymella thing from, from, uh, whatever, uh, the, Damn, the show that, that the NXT show, whatever it may be, but they can reference that. They can, breaking ground is what it was. They can reference that. They can reference how Bailey kind of turned on, on Carmella. Uh, but who do you think it would be, Denise? 
You know, I kind of like the whole idea of Mandy just because it's someone new, something refreshing. And it's funny because I remember talking to her um, was it last year. Yeah, last year's Hall of Fame. And one of the things that she said was that, that she felt the company was putting the wrong equity on the wrong blonde when she was actually referring to Lacey Evans at this point. Oh, yeah. And so it's crazy how much fan support she has and I was able to see the back end of this and that's how I kind of always tell like who is like really popular and who isn't based on how their videos do and you know the sort of fan interaction and one of the things I noticed about her was that she had like this big fan interaction and I was like you know what like we you know we could see her doing something like this and I just I just feel like with me yeah Carmela's a good story and I and I like Carmela but I think like I kind of seen there been there done that I think I'm ready for something different aop squashed hawkins and Ryder. now they had taken out hawkins and Ryder last week uh, they do so effectively again tonight death valley drivers into the corner not quite a super collider maybe like a medium collider they just ran each other ran the guys into each other then the powerbomb neck breaker this hey this is fine aop win helps set the stage a little bit more but um they put these guys on ice for an awful long time they've both been healthy for over five months and didn't do anything. And this happened last year too. Their last match on Raw, Denise, was them losing the tag titles last year. So 11 months. 11 months and nothing? 11 wow. months and nothing. Now, one of them was hurt for several months, but they've both been good to go since June. Well, I mean, we did have those, you know, little vignettes that they were doing, which were fine. But then I know after a while, they were just like, okay, well, let's start seeing some action to those words. Uh, You know, that's why I'm happy that now we're seeing this tease, this tease with Seth Rollins and with them possibly becoming a unit. That could be really fun, I think, because they can both complement each other very well, where it's kind of like, you know, Seth Rollins has been through hell and back with the WWE universe. You know, they haven't always been on his side. And, you know, AOP just wants to find people so hey yeah. let's join up also if you want somebody to compliment your unit use bluechew.com code fightful andrade defeated akira tozawa he got some brief offense in but andrade won with the hammerlock ddt he is unbeaten since joining raw i do not count that dq last week or whatever that may be so they're keeping him strong and i think they should you don't have the world title on the show, so a lot of people speculating that Andrade could be next in line for the U.S. title. Uh, I'm, I'm okay with giving him a win here. He's awesome. Sure, more of that. Well, especially now with Ray, that could be a good, a good combination there for sure. Yeah. Matt Hardy's back, which finally, three months later, gosh, maybe even longer than that, gives me reason to release his interview that I did with him, like in <laughs> Toronto. This is why, this is why I talk about evergreen topics because you got a guy like Matt Hardy who's not on TV at all. His last match on cable TV was WrestleMania week when they won the tag titles. Also, his contract's up in about, uh, three months, maybe. So they're getting, they're getting some jobbing out of him. He loses to Buddy Murphy. Uh, Hardy gets dropped into the turnbuckle. There's a side effect. Old Matt Hardy, he's 45. He ain't taking the Murphy's Law, so he eats a couple knees and he's pinned. I thought Matt Hardy, it was good to see Matt Hardy. It meant a little more than a run of a mill, the mill win for Buddy Murphy. Uh, I like that. And then Murphy caught out Alistair Black. But what do you think of Matt Hardy being back and, and the match that we saw? It was funny because when the music hit, it took me a second. I was like, wait, I was like, what? I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. And then it was just like, you know, I, I feel like, you know, having him be back, it was like, okay, well, what are they going to do here? Like, are we going to be seeing him, you know, in some sort of like storyline, like a big storyline or something or, but from the looks of it, he's really just here to, you know, help push forward some other storylines and maybe get some of the other guys over. And so I liked that because, you know, it just kind of felt like, right. I kind of don't really see like him right now fitting into anything that's going on right now on raw. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Um, now (laughs) Alistair Black comes out. And beats Murphy's ass. Doesn't really shake Murphy at all. This match is going to rule. Uh, what I what I do want to see out of Aleister Black, though, is is him to change things up a little bit. I, I saw him work the same match on the main roster the entire time that I had saw him, like throughout throughout the year. It was it was the same type of thing, 
And I think that Buddy Murphy will kind of encourage him to step out. Uh, hopefully we, we don't get any more of these closet promos. I'm over them. I'm done with them. I don't need them anymore, Denise. I thought today, because they did that before this match, I thought, oh, is this going to be happening again? Like, just this, you know? So, and it was kind of funny when he said that, oh, because he's in the building that, you know, now it's like, I forgot his exact wording for this, but now he said, like, he sees that, like, you know, as a challenge, like, this is going to happen, uh, even though he knocked on his door last week. So it was, like, really interesting. But I'm kind of over the whole, like, even commentary was putting over the fact, like, oh, knocked on his door, he knocked on his door. I was like, I do not want to hear anything more about this door okay yeah. let's just let them go at it now they've he's accepted his cha- he's, he's taken up a challenge with him let's just do it and you know go from there so by the way guys my matt hardy interview is up on uh youtube.com slash fightful go check that out quite frankly i think the guys leaving wwe they extended jeff's contract for a year due to injury time and he, he's taking care of his problems right now but Matt Hardy has always seemed like a creatively driven person. It's always seemed like the next gimmick, the next special thing is something for him. He had Mattitude back in the day. He had, I mean, my God, he had one of his hottest runs in 05 after the Lita thing that could have ended his career. He's done Big Money Matt, the Broken Matt. Even the the it's really hard to be Matt Hardy or you don't know how hard it is to be Matt Hardy thing. Like, he's very good with this digital stuff and... On his YouTube, he drops a lot of hints, and there's a lot of stuff that you can read into. And WWE is just not the place to be if you want to be creative. And the thing is, if Matt Hardy leaves for two years and wants to come back, they're probably just going to re-sign him again. Like that, They'll sign anybody that they think will make money for somebody else, which really seems like what they did, Denise. It seemed like they signed these guys so they wouldn't make money for somebody else. Do you see Matt Hardy leaving in a few months? You know, it's funny because I feel that I feel like Matt Hardy has when he went back to WWE, I kind of felt that, you know, he was hot with the whole, you know, delete, delete and all of that. And everything that he was doing with Impact was so well. But then once it transferred over to WWE, like the whole argument of it, be, it being so overproduced. But I feel like Matt really wanted to have that moment for himself in WWE, whereas, you know, before. You know, obviously, as the Hardy Boys, Jeff Hardy was always, you know, the more popular one. And I think in this sense, he kind of wanted to have something different, you know, and maybe be the main focus. And I just feel like it kind of, you know, it was hot for a minute, but then it went like downhill, went south, unfortunately. And, um, you know, just never really came back up in that sense. And so now it's kind of like, well, what's left? You know, you ha- they were able to do the, you know, we, they were able to do this because he, they had already seen what he was doing prior. But yeah. now, like, let's say he were to have this whole new fresh idea, like, would that, you know, would that actually be moved forward on the show? You know, because, you know, so many people have ideas for their characters or storylines or whatever, but those don't always get put into execution. So, you know, I, I see him leaving if he wants to continue doing something different and something more creative but i can see him staying if he's like hey i'm getting older and i really just want a nice paycheck if yeah if he wants to pick up that half million dollars a year 750 grand a year and not work a ton that i'm not gonna fault him for taking that gig he's but when i see him creating new content on youtube while he's off tv that makes me think that he wants to be creative and the thing is he had an all-time wrestlemania moment when they came back one of the most viewed videos WWE had of that entire year. It's it, it was amazing. He was able to do the deletion spot on WWE, and I think it main evented the show. That's very cool. Then he was able to come back this year, win the titles again, maybe for the last time with his brother after WrestleMania. I'm like, man, what what else is there for him that they will realistically do? Because I, I don't know what else they would realistically do with him. But uh yeah, I've I've got my eye on his web series and and I feel like yeah. he could even like do so much more in terms of like, you know, helping other people, you know, get creative. And obviously that's something that he has and a passion that he has. So, you know, he could even, you know, do like more behind the scenes stuff, you know, and help, 
you know, wherever it may be with whatever promotion he may, it may be at. And, you know, during this time when they came back, you know, AEW wasn't like really, you know, a thing yet. And so now the whole like money thing is, you know, it's there. So this is going to be a good time for him to, you know, sort of cash in if, if you want to say sure. it like that. Young Bibby, thank you for the super chat and for all of yours, buddy. You send a lot of them. He says, what do you think of the future of Alexa Bliss is? She tends to be very injury prone, maybe a manager. I think she'd be awesome as a manager, especially if you have somebody on, on the women's roster that doesn't talk as well as she does. I think she'd be great there. I think she'd be good on WWE backstage. I think she'd be good as an authority figure if we ever had to go there. I think she'd be good, um, as Moment of Bliss host. I don't know about commentary, but I think a role that she and Paige should both be involved in is some sort of creative consultant or creatively. Because I, not only do I think they need more female voices, they need more young female voices. They need more female voices who have been there, done that, and been to the mountaintop of WWE. There's not a lot that those two women haven't already done in WWE. If, if Alexa's career ended tomorrow, you'd be like, damn, she did a whole lot in a brief amount of time. I think that, that both of those women are infinitely useful, Denise. What do you think? I Okay, so first of all, I love Alexa Bliss. You know, I think for me, I it takes a lot for me to become a fan of somebody, for me to become, like, a serious, like, fan. Like, And for Alexa Bliss, I felt that she was one of the few women at the time when she came up that – was really captivating me with her persona, her charisma, and how she spoke on the mic, and just like everything from her facial expressions to everything that oh, she yeah. was doing out there. It was just always so clear, so concise. She knew who she was out there, and she knew the job that she had to get done. And, you know, I kind of felt that, you know, given how she had this huge, you know, boost in her career during, you know, when she went up to the main roster. I would have seen her, like, in that moment, I would have seen her in the Becky Lynch spot, you know, where Becky Lynch is right now. That's where I would have seen Alexa Bliss. So I feel that because I haven't seen her in that spot, and I feel like she could definitely be in that spot, you know, I just think that there's still, you know, so much more for her to do because I think she's just that capable of it. Now, of course, given given uh given injuries you know that can stop people obviously like Paige who was also like that and could have easily been in those you know spots um but I just think that I just think that she still has like so much more left like that she can do not just you know behind the scenes or with the voice and even then like when she was doing the Wrestlemania host thing like she did that very well uh and everything else that she has done has been very well but I think I I, even though I know she would be good in a manager role, I just think that it would be like a, not – it wouldn't be like something that I think she could really, really just mm-hmm. really make it worthwhile. Sonny Feliciano, thank you for this big super chat. I appreciate you, my friend. He said, just found the stream starting from the top, sending my support. Been a fan since day one. Can't let Fightful down. Hey, we appreciate you. We're trying to do something different here. We want to have a variety of voices. We want to have honest news. Uh, we want to give everybody a chance and be fair and all that stuff. And don't like it necessarily when YouTube yanks our stuff down. We've we've not bought a single follower. We've not bought a single like. We've not bought any subscriptions. We don't do that type of thing. Uh, and and that was an option presented to us early. And I wanted to build everything organically. So it is very frustrating when that happens. But uh, thank you so much, Sonny. I really appreciate that. Top contender. For the U.S. title. Well, why Why is that? Because we were supposed to have a U.S. title match between Humberto Carrillo and AJ Styles. But Carrillo gets attacked by the OC. And I say blessing in disguise, Denise, because I did not need to see this again. You think he, they're trying to make him get really upset now because, you know, it seems like Umberto needs something like, yeah, he's has like, they're kind of building him up like he's the kid that got really lucky mm-hmm. and got put into these really great matches, dream come true kind of thing. But now he has to show that he really wants it. And from right now with him not getting any wins, it's kind of like, okay, well, what's going to push him over the edge? Is this beatdown going to push him over the edge where, you know, they essentially ruined his, you know, his match, his title shot, his opportunity so, you know, what's going to happen next? He needs to get mad now, I think. I agree. Same thing, same issue I have with Seth Rollins, but to like a f- times 50. Humberto Carrillo does really cool moves, and that's it. I would love to see him just, just 
do something different. Just do something different. And you uh, mean Alberto? Yes. That what AJ called him today. <laughs> yes. So I look forward to that now every week. What is AJ going to call him this week? Oh my gosh! Now that Styles and the OC get to talk, or even when they don't talk and they're just angry, I love it. Ricochet. Oh, you like that? I didn't like that where he was just. Oh, oh. For when <sighs> I didn't re- when I before I heard his breath, I thought, "Wait, is my thing on mute?" Yeah, I, thought my I did phone too. Was on mute for a second, because it was just this long silence, and I was like, "Okay, let's get to it, guys. What's gonna <laughs> happen here?" Well, Ricochet challenges Styles to a match, and I just love that Styles is like, "Well, no." And Orton tried to do the same. Drew McIntyre is out next, then Ray. AJ declines them all, and to me, it's it's very clear what this is, and and. I hate it because it happens every time. When Brock's the champion, you gotta kill time, and like everybody goes after the U.S. title. And I had people say, "Yeah, well, it makes the U.S. title seem important." And I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's not a positive. Like the U.S. title shouldn't need to seem important. The title's been around for 45 years. It should be important." Ric Flair, Sting, Bret Hart, like a lot of people have held this championship. Goldberg held this title. Like it. It should just be an important title at all times. It shouldn't need four people showing up to make you say, hey, I know we've had some guy who never wins challenging for this repeatedly, but here you go. Now care about this. People should always care about every title. Maybe an exception for the 24-7 title because that is a comedy act. You know, honestly, I see things totally different. So, you know... In WWE, speaking for WWE, actually, no, speaking in general, I do believe this. You know, they say that some people think that the belt makes the man. I think mm. the man makes the belt, and I, like, firmly really believe that because I just feel if the guy that's holding the belt makes that important, then it's important. If the if we can say all of these great things about the U.S. title, all these mm-hmm. people that held it, but if the person that's holding it right now is not, you know – giving it that extra something that extra importance then to me it's just like flop so for me it doesn't matter like if people are like oh yeah like this person held it yeah it helps and all of that but i just think that the person that's holding it right now is the person that makes the belt i think they just got to book it better they got to make it special john cena made it really special with the the open challenge and all that stuff i just wish they would and honestly i think they need a, a redesign what did you think of the Intercontinental title redesign? I felt, you know, I didn't love it and I didn't hate it, you know? I was kind of indifferent toward it, indifferent toward it. I kind of felt it was a little clustered, you know? There was, like, so much happening in the middle. But I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I can't really say anything bad about it. The thing is, like, I didn't see anybody asking for a redesign of it, which is interesting. Because it is one of the most widely accepted, praised championships ever. The intercontinental title design that's been around for outside of a 12-year stretch the last few decades. And I didn't see anybody asking for a new one, but I didn't hate it either. As far as new new designs go, I, I didn't dislike it. I like the tag belts the way they are, silver. But I think they, the plates were silver, right? Yeah, for the intercontinental yeah. title. I see. I'm still a bigger fan of the gold. Like yeah. I like the gold. You can do the gold and the silver, but all silver for me kind of seems like plasticky. Seems like a toy. Sure, sure. Uh, but I think the U.S. title needs an update. It's been God, 17 years outside of the Cena, the belt, which I love the original Cena spinner belt. But uh, yeah, I, I would like. Like, I love the NWA United States title. It was a good-looking one, but let me know what you guys think in the comments, by the way. Um, whether it be on YouTube.com slash Fightful or Fightful MMA Boxing, uh, that stuff helps us. It increases engagement and all that stuff. Also, please share this on Twitter, on social media, because we're having all these issues with the channels and stuff. It does affect our views. It does affect our numbers and all that. Jason. We gotta do a dear a dear John letter to YouTube. When I was having troubles with issue, I with YouTube, I did a dear John, dear YouTube letter, and I swear a week later things were solved. Seven, I don't think it was a correlation. It was just good luck. I wish, I wish. <laughs> Jason Check says wrestler does make the belt 100 on point. Young Bibby says, in my opinion, the women's tag title should be used as mid carders. Charlotte and Becky don't need them. Also, what's your opinion on Andy Dalton? 
Uh, so as far as the, the tag titles, yeah, I think I agree with that. I, I don't mind it being used as a mid-card title, but also I don't mind it being used as titles that can shift people from brand to brand if they want to. Like, say they want to get Becky Lynch on SmackDown and she wins the tag titles. Cool, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with her jumping over there. I'm all right with that. Andy Dalton, I think, was a very, very good Bengals quarterback for a long time who did not get his due, and now he is just not good. He's not good anymore. He doesn't have a good offensive line, and it's time to move on, and it's unfortunate uh, that he never got to win a playoff game, but far better than anybody ever gave him credit for. I will miss the A.J. Green-Andy Dalton connection. So, we get a fatal four-way match scheduled, because apparently Ricochet can schedule matches. I don't agree yeah. with that, but Ga I like that Gallows and Anderson were asked by AJ, and they're like, I kind of like it. It sounds like a good idea. That reminded me of like when your friends really want to do something. You're like, dang, I don't really want to do it, but peer pressure. I don't want to be the uncool one. Two out of three. I got to do it now. Yeah. That was hilarious. I really dug that. I, I do think they should have just said... Uh, they should have came back from commercial and said that the USA executives made this happen. Like, why not? But uh, this wasn't exactly the pace of a lot of triple threat matches that we saw throughout this weekend. And we saw a lot of them, which is what kind of made me wonder if they needed to do a fatal four-way. Like, how many triple threat matches and elimination matches and people, like, uh, matches did we see with all these people all weekend? And this one wasn't as great to me. I, I did love the Tower of Doom spot. Drew had to hang upside down forever. And did a great one that was like a German suplex and a superplex. Uh, he did a great sit-down powerbomb on Ricochet. And then RKO on Drew, but the OC pull him out and attack. And Ray does a great springboard pin on Ricochet for the win. I didn't realize the title match was going to be immediately after Denise. Me either. I was like, oh, maybe I missed something. But I really, really liked this. Like, I loved the whole lead-up to the four-way. I love the four-way. I love the Randy Drew moment. And I'm trying to figure out what is really happening with Randy Orton because I kind of feel like he's all over the place right now. I'm like, who exactly is he feeding with? Because at one point, I thought it was going to be him and Ricochet. Now I'm like, okay, maybe it's him and Drew. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like there's so much going on with Orton right now. But the whole match itself, I really really liked and I you know I don't know why but I didn't I didn't real I didn't see Ray winning but obviously afterwards it made a whole lot of sense but I guess for some reason I just thought hey they're probably just going to go a different direction or maybe it just doesn't even matter because AJ Styles is going to win no matter what so I didn't realize that they were going to be building up to a, you know a, a big moment yeah as far as Orton goes I kind of like the shades of gray I would like to see Randy Orton in a tag team at this point because I haven't seen that in such a long time. If it were Ricochet, I wouldn't mind it. I've always wanted like an angry old man tag team between him and Shelton Benjamin where they're like, I'm sick of all these flips. I'm sick of all this shit that people are doing. Back when we were in OVW, we had to come up a lot tougher. We had to wrestle in Louisville. We didn't get to wrestle in Orlando. I would love them doing that because I think they could pull it off exceptionally well. And you want to talk about a boost to the tag team division. I would love to watch those two guys face the War Raiders or Viking Raiders or whatever the hell, uh, whatever the hell uh, they can cook up. Um, I almost just feel Randy's at the phase where he's pretty much up for anything. He's like, I'll do it. Sign a five-year deal, Sounds too. And, and from what I've been told, he loves helping out younger wrestlers. So uh, that'd be cool. I'll tell you what was cool. This uh, AJ Styles-Rey Mysterio match. Rey Mysterio becomes the U.S. champion. Mysterio gets worked over hard and methodically. His knee gives out on a springboard. And the OC try to get involved. But they get tossed out. Styles ends up posting himself a couple times. Rey does a great flying senton. A code red, a 619. This is after AJ hit an Ushigoroshi, but AJ Styles is knocked into the ref. OC come out to help AJ, but Orton is in. We see a 619 and an RKO to Styles, and Mysterio wins the title. A little bit overbooked for me, but it's clear they're setting up Orton and Styles. There is no more rematch clause, which I love. Styles livid backstage. Rey Mysterio doing some of the best work of his career, this late in his career. There's a lot going on here, Denise. I want to know how you felt about all of it. 
No, okay, so I'm so happy that Rey Mysterio won this. First of all, it was a, it was a good match. It was a decent match. Um, I'm so happy that he won because, you know, after losing to Brock Lesnar and, you know, the match wasn't all that, you know, it really wasn't all that. So I think that this was a good way to sort of rehab him and, you know, not have him basically just go back down and get lost in a shuffle. Like, it's Rey Mysterio, man. Like, let's do something with him. Like, he's going out there and he's killing it. Like, he's been killing it with his promos. He's been killing it, you know, obviously with what he does inside the ring. And so I think that this is a good... You know, this is a good way to sort of, you know, make sure that he doesn't get lost somewhere down there and is, you know, still doing something with the U.S. title. And so now I'm looking forward to see how they're going to move forward with him like this. And I just think that, you know, I just really didn't think AJ really needed the bout, to be honest. Like, he's AJ Styles. Like, we were still going to be, like, for him or whatever. Whatever he does, it works. Whether he's a heel, whether he's a face, whatever. I think right now that he, what he's doing right now, with the OC is was kind of taking precedence precedence over him, you know, really defending the U S title or really having it mean something for him. It can mean something more, I think for somebody else right now. I I am in complete agreement with you. Oscar defeated Charlotte flair. I just get the feeling that the crowd was exhausted. It was a long match. It was a long match. And you know what? I thought it was a good match, but the crowd was dead. And four nights of wrestling in a row for a match that doesn't have stakes, as good as Asuka is, as good as Ky- or Charlotte is, and as good as Kyrie is. But Charlotte took Kyrie out early on. Why is Kyrie so scared of Charlotte? They're not wrestling one another. And Kyrie's a very good wrestler. Also, she'd have a two-on-one advantage anyway. Uh, the thing I learned most about this is Kyrie Sane runs real goddamn fast she's very fast and she booked it out of there but uh the crowd like i said is dead it wasn't great early on charlotte hit a big boot the strikes picked up a little bit after the commercial and so did the crowd again the work isn't bad but they wake up or they woke up when charlotte uh hit a spear off of a head kick from oscar but then charlotte plays dumbass babyface and is worried more about Kyrie Sane, throws her into the post, you get the green mist and the roll-up. At what point does the ref just wise up to this? Because they're burying the refs with this. Because Asuka's always winning with this. Also, your baby face looks dumb. And it should be a DQ, okay? Yeah. Like, the misting should be a DQ. Like, there's no, like... Come on, like there's no way around it. You know, it's super obvious. Like the fact that, you know, if even if like, you know, she were to do it be, you know, behind the ref's back, okay, fine. But then the ref's gonna turn around, see all this green mist everywhere. Come on, like just call it a DQ. That way, you know, maybe it can mean more if she does it, you know, at separate moments where she does it because she was really desperate and just wanted to get out of a match or whatever. Um, so yeah, I just think that yeah, the crowd wasn't into it, and I think it's because definitely there was really no reason for us to, you know, really be excited about it. It was like, yeah, we like these two girls. We know they're both good workers, and they're going to have a good match together. Um, but other than – and then it was funny, too, because it was a really good Raw match, and it's kind of the matches that you want to see on Raw. Um but yeah, it wasn't like a pay-per-view match or anything like that, but it went really long, kind of like if it was going to be like – giving us that pay-per-view match vibe, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I just, I kind of felt like there was just something missing with the whole thing. Um, For that specific ending, the match could have been a lot shorter. The two women's divisions, Raw and SmackDown, they're, they're really feeling the injuries right now because you have a great character like Alexa Bliss who's sidelined, and that's a bummer. But, like, think about this. Ruby Riot, Naomi, Mickey James, Ember Moon... None of those women necessarily had big pushes, but those are four excellent workers that they don't have the benefit of. I I mean, you mean to tell me that Raw or SmackDown couldn't benefit from having Ember Moon and Ruby Riot just added to that roster? Or Naomi and Mickie James on SmackDown? Plus Nia Jax, who has always been a heavily pushed character, missing too. And if you got Nia Jax back, you have the team of Tamina and Nia Jax back on SmackDown injuries have unfortunately hampered this division. And with four of the top workers in the division sidelined, that also hurts. And it gets a lot of redundant stuff like the same finishes every week. 
They're not using Liv Morgan on TV. Lana isn't wrestling, so you can't use her. Natalia has been pushed up and pushed down and pushed up and pushed down so many times. They're not interested in the Iconics. They've buried them over the past few months. It's rough. They got to build somebody else. And I mean, I know when they're expecting Ruby Riot back and I can, and since Liv and Sarah are on Raw, I assume that Ruby will be on Raw and that'll be a nice shot in the arm. But is, is, do you see any possible answer for this in the short term at least? Honestly, I would probably just say, you know, I think for a while we were seeing, I remember there was a period where we were seeing a lot of like multiple women matches and the, you know, it was, wasn't really focused on, you know, you know, one woman versus one woman, a singles match, a single storyline. We weren't really seeing that. We were always seeing every woman's match had to have every other woman thrown into that. Yeah. So I think as a positive to, you know, being slimmed with the roster right now, let's have those single focus like we would the men, you know? Let's have those focuses, you know, whether it's just on Charlotte or Asuka or whatever. Like, just have the focus on them, you know, and just kind of use that to strengthen up right now that they're lacking, you know, more women. Worth noting, no Becky Lynch tonight. Of course, no Brock Lesnar tonight. The Street Profits did not wrestle tonight either. So uh, some pretty solid names that have been on the show quite a bit that were not used tonight. And I think that's okay. Not everybody needs to be on the show every week. Yeah, it's kind of like a break. It's refreshing. When they come back, you're not like as monotone to seeing the same thing over and over. Yeah. Reminder, guys, send a super chat if you want your question or statement read live on the air. We are on podcast platforms everywhere all the time. But if you want to support us directly, check out FightfulSelect.com. I have a ton of stuff over there. Um, like, for example, this weekend I had uh, Eric Bischoff uh, explaining that he had nothing to do with the Roman Reigns whodunit angle. I had a bit of a response from Corey Graves uh, about the Mauro Ronaldo situation. I reached out to him. I had TK Orion of Ring of Honor talking about the Ring of Honor controversy and the concussion situation. I have a couple big Ring of Honor related stories that don't look so hot for some people uh, coming to Fightful Select this week. Um, gosh, what else do we have? Live blogs over there, some behind the scenes footage. I had a spoiler on Dominic uh, Mysterio being there for uh, Survivor Series just Lots of stuff, lots of notes. Uh, the finish of SmackDown that didn't go down as planned. Go over there, subscribe. In addition to all the podcasts and supporting us, by God, FightfulSelect.com. We have not gotten a break from Eric Rowan. The jobber that he faces tries to look in his bag, and then he gets beaten. That was yep. that. When are we going to know what's in the bag? I, I did like how, you, I, you know, you're in this match with this big, scary guy. But nah, you're more tempted to go see what's in the bag. It's like, what are you doing? Go focus over there. I get it. Because it's only been like three weeks. And I'm already like, what's in the bag? So I get so it, man. When saying the whole daddy thing, that was funny and weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, daddy this. I was like, ew. Aaron Jay's fan, a good friend of the website, says, how long do you think Becky will be champ for? I think until at least WrestleMania. I think they're going to give her a full year, and I think they should because, I mean, my God, she she earned that reign. I think until she's just not that hot anymore and she isn't, you know, maybe moving the needle how they want her to move the needle and until somebody else kind of, you know, maybe takes some Becky notes and, you know, gets themselves up to that main spot. I think until then, then the title will be taken off of her. Have you ever heard of the old Hogan must pose rule? Yes. It's something that Bruce Pritchard brings up on his podcast about how back in the day, no matter what Hogan did, no matter what happened on the show, Hogan had to pose at the end to show he was the biggest star. It very much felt like that last night to close Survivor Series. And if Vince McMahon is at a Becky must pose situation, well, I think she's, I think she's doing all right then. I think she's doing all right. Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins via DQ in the main event. Rollins gets perturbed early on and grabs a chair, but the ref stops it. I just love how gotten to Seth Rollins is by all this because it does play up to his criticisms that he faces on social media. Everybody says he's 
too sensitive and gotten to. And he's playing that up. He got kicked one time and he rolled out and he's like, I got to get a chair and hit this guy with it. I think it fits really well, Denise. What do you think of his performance in the match from that regard? Well, the match itself I really enjoyed, actually. But, you know, I've never had any issue with Seth's matches. His matches have always been good, you know. Uh, I've always liked his matches. I thought that's one of the things that always, you know, kind of really kept him up there for me. And so now it's just kind of working on the character stuff where it's like, let's make this more tolerable, you know. Um, I do like the fact that they're incorporating, uh, you know, his real life social media persona with what he's doing on camera. And, you know, I think it was kind of about time because it's kind of silly to have everybody hate you on one place and then pretend to cheer you in another place. Like, that's just not going to work. You know, you can't cheer someone who's, you know, you're not really agreeing with what they're saying on social media. It's just two different. It's apples and oranges. So. I just think that now with the direction that they're going with with Seth Rollins or how it looks like there might be going, I think that it will actually make it more entertaining to where I will want to hear what Seth Rollins is going to say the next time that he has a mic. So Rollins' suicide dive looked better tonight. He got his knees up on the swanton. Owens hits a DDT. Then Owens hit a great swanton on the floor. Frog splash. Uh, Rollins sets up for the stomp. But gets, uh, gets caught with a pop-up powerbomb. Then we see the stunner countered. They throw some kicks at one another. Stunner by Owens and both men are down. But then AOP come out after they've been criticized by Rollins. And I kind of knew what was going on here. What I didn't want to happen, I didn't want them to attack both. And they didn't. They attacked Kevin Owens, or Kevin Owens attacked them. So they gave, he was, he gave him a reason. And they didn't attack yes. Seth even though he was agging him on. Crowd didn't like this finish. Creatively, I loved the finish. What did you think? I, th- I think that definitely glad that he didn't beat both of them up or that he didn't just write that, – that AOP didn't beat, beat up uh, both Owens and, and Seth Rollins. And I like the fact that they didn't accidentally like just go right ahead and say like, yeah, we're a team now. Like, no, it should be a buildup towards this, you know, because they were essentially uh, insulted at the top of the show, you know, with you guys weren't even at Survivor Series, you know, that sort of thing. So – I think that it should take a while, a couple of weeks to sort of tease this and eventually, like I said earlier, uh, have them come up to like have them become a unit together. And it seems like it almost felt like they were going to attack Seth Rollins, but there was no reaction from the crowd for that portion. You know, there was sort of like, like, are they going to do it? Are they going to not? But I don't think the crowd was like, oh, like, is it going to happen? No, it was more just like, okay, is this going to happen? Um, so yeah, I just think that it's pretty interesting because I didn't expect AOP to sort of come out and be part of this at the end of the show but this really gives you know what was it like two three weeks ago where Seth Rollins yes. came out on Raw and he was saying like oh what's next what's going to be next and I thought to myself man he's right what yeah. is next for Seth Rollins they, and so now seeing this it's you know better yeah these are total Vince guys too that's why I'm I could tell they were not being used on TV because they didn't want to job them out and it's a condemnation of your own creative if you don't put people on the air because you can't find anything with them and make them look strong, and it's very obvious that's what that is. Uh, we have a ton of Super Chats to end this out. Uh, Tank Bearclaw says, get that hundo. Yes, we've got a ton of Super Chats. Thank you guys so much. Uh, it means a lot that you all are supporting us so much. Hannah Moore, one of our great mods and friends, says, here's my fourth and final tonight. Love Fightful. Jason Zach says, Zach, but with an E, not check. Okay. My bad. My bad. <laughs> Shane Haas <laughs> Shane Haas sent $20 Canadian and says, thanks again, Sean and Denise. Here's my 75 cents Canadian. <laughs> Jeff Hardy on Firefly Funhouse. No, Jeff Hardy's not going to be around for a little bit. He's tending to his personal stuff right now, as he should. Uh, and and that's, that's a good thing. That is a very good thing. And Tank Bearclaw says, do you think the non-finishes are too frequent? I think they certainly have been since the, since the brand warfare started, Denise. And carrying it over tonight, I think it was just the cherry on top. It was a little bit too much and this crowd was like, come on. 
Yeah, because but if you keep doing that, at some point people are not going to care about matches because we need to see solid wins. We need there to be stakes. I need there to be a reason for me to be excited for this match because I really want my guy, my pick to win. But it doesn't matter if, you know, if I want it doesn't matter if the finish doesn't matter, then why do I care? You know, I agree. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. As always, YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I've been editing videos and getting ready to post them up because I've been beyond. I'm three weeks behind on life right now. So just FYI, I'm catching up with my life from three weeks ago right now. You've been so, slammed. You've been in, like yes. every time I see you post something on Facebook, you're somewhere else. You're somewhere else. You're somewhere else. I'm just like blech right now. I don't even know where like I'm presently places but my brain is like in other places so anyways youtube.com slash denise salcedo instagram and twitter at underscore denise salcedo if you guys are in winston-salem north carolina this weekend i'll be there jeremy lambert will be there we're gonna get a bunch of interviews we're gonna get a lot of content come say hi to us i'll probably be way too tall for you guys to take a picture with but you can come say hi anyway Thank you guys so much. You all were super generous in the super chat. If you want to be a little bit more generous, check out FightfulSelect.com. It's my baby right now. We're working so hard on it. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.